For those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, and to our members and guests gathered here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God upon which we base our message on this 15th Sunday after Pentecost is the gospel for this day. You heard it read before from Mark chapter 7. I re- recall just these words. Then he looked up to heaven, sighed or groaned, and said to the man, Ephetha, which means be opened. At once the man could hear and talk normally. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, who truly is the miracle worker, but also our Savior, Redeemer, and Creator. Uh, anybody know what this is? goes around your, your waist. It's my fanny pack. And I wear it to the state fair and other outings. And uh, to the chagrin of my children, they always say, Oh, Dad, why do you wear that thing? You look like such a dork. But it's really great because i got to carry a lot of stuff along with me. Uh, I used to go to the Milwaukee Mile, uh, the races, and you go to the State Fair and you hear all that loud music, so I take out my earplugs. And you pinch them and you twist them and make them... And then you put them into your ear and magically they reinflate and you can't hear anything. And it's, it's wonderful. But as you're walking around, you can't even hear your wife. And so sometimes, dear, what did you say? You see, sometimes we plug our ears for good purposes, to protect our eardrums, block out the sounds. Guy next door, in fact, when I left, he was cutting his lawn. He always wears his iPod earplugs or ear uh, buds because it blocks out the sound of his lawnmower and he can listen to nice music at the same time. If you ever go, ever go out to Billy Mitchell Field, you'll see uh, the t- men working on the tarmac, women working on the tarmac with their ear mufflers, uh, to shut out that uh, jet uh, noise, otherwise they're going to damage their eardrums. Drums. But sometimes our ears get plugged when we don't want them to be plugged. My sainted mother-in-law, and I felt so bad about this because we're, we were her caregivers, and uh, one time her, the earwax in her ears built up uh, so much that she actually went deaf. And uh, she had to go to the doctor and have it all washed out. She could hear once again. Some people are subject to ear infections. My son, now 32 years old, uh, always had ear infections. He had three ear surgeries. Finally, they had to graft some tissue onto his eardrum. Still has some hearing loss in that ear. And some people have their ears plugged due to deafness, either by disease, or they were born that way, and so for their whole lifetime, they have a disability because they can't listen to the organ on Sunday morning or the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra or the birds chirp. And that was the problem with the man uh, described in the words before us from St. Mark this morning. He had, had a disability. He was a deaf mute, or he was deaf and he had a speech defect, and if you ever know Anybody who is deaf, they have a hard time speaking because they can't hear themselves, and so they don't know how it sounds. 
as we consider this miracle of Jesus, let these words remind us that when we are in need, go to Jesus first. And also let these words remind us exactly why Jesus had to do this miracle. And then let these words also remind us to open up our ears and listen to Jesus' directions. So St. Mark tells us some people brought to him a man who was deaf and also had a speech defect. They begged Jesus to lay his hand on him. Jesus took him away from the crowd to be alone with him. And you know from all the accounts of Jesus' miracles in the Bible, Jesus always had a crowd pressing around him because they heard and many of the people saw what he could do. And uh, maybe that was the situation at this time, too, a big crowd around Jesus. Uh, These men that brought their deaf friend didn't know if they could get close to Jesus, so maybe they shouted out loud and just pleading with Jesus, please, Jesus, help him. Anything in your life that you need help with right now? We have heard and we have seen what Jesus can do, and yet so oftentimes in our life when we need it, need help, we try the doctor, the lawyer, the banker, the alderman, the broker, our brother, and when everything else fails, and then we try Jesus. Now, I know you can't see him, but he's really here. He said, I am with you always to the very end of the age. And he's promised to answer all of our prayers. I was really taken aback this last week by an article on the website of our district news. Uh, Whether some of you know it or not, my wife's boss, pastor at the district, has cancer. He's battling cancer. And he gave some suggestions as to what do you pray for? How do you pray when you're facing difficulties like that? He said, what I've come upon is every moment, every hour of the day, I pray, Lord, have mercy upon me. Christ, have mercy upon me. Lord, have mercy upon me. And then let it into Jesus' hands as to just exactly how he's going to deliver you. Ask, and it will be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Jesus didn't plug his ears to the pleas for help for this man. He saw the man. He took him aside. And maybe this morning we should also ask ourselves, why exactly was this man deaf? Well, either he was born deaf, or perhaps he got some kind of disease during his lifetime, and so he lost his hearing slowly. Something was wrong, though, with his auditory system. Now, I know perhaps it's been a long time since you were in biology class, you know, uh, what was it, sophomore in high school, or maybe some of you took an anatomy class and you had to study the ear. And there's the outer ear, you know, there's the middle ear, there's the inner ear, there's the uh, stirrup and anvil and tympanic membrane. And the more that you look at it really closely, you say, boy, is that intricate. And if any one of those little parts goes wrong, you can't hear. And yet we take our hearing so much for granted every day. 
Sometimes even when you take time to think about the intricacies of the eyeball or the ear, you have to say, I give thanks to you, Lord, because I have been so amazingly and miraculously made. Well, how could Jesus heal this man? We know why, because Jesus created the whole auditory system in the first place. From a little dirt on the garden floor, he made man and breathed into him the breath of life. But again, why was the man deaf? Because he had some problem with his auditory nerve or with his eardrum? The man was deaf because of sin. Man's disobedience brought disabilities into this world. God didn't create this world with disabilities there already. Man's disobedience brought it all on. And so God said, you are dust, and to dust you will return. And St. Paul tells us we know that all creation has been groaning with the pains of childbirth up to the present time. We groan as we eagerly wait for our adoption, the freeing of our bodies from sin, a day when finally God will take it all away. Sickness, disease, illness is a result of man's disobedience. So there is no one to blame but ourselves for the suffering in this world. And still Jesus had compassion on the man. Many times Jesus, you know, would heal whole groups at one time or maybe uh, somebody would touch him. Uh, This time Jesus did a very private miracle. He used some personal sign language. And uh, maybe he really wanted this man to know that it was going to be Jesus who would be healing him. And so he used some sign language because obviously the guy couldn't hear or speak. And so Jesus put his hands and the fingers in the man's ears, probably say, you know, I'm going to be healing you now, your ears. And then he spit and he touched the man's tongue. I'm going to be healing your tongue now. Took him aside one on one. Jesus is never too busy for just one person. Just one is important to Jesus. You are important to Jesus. Every hair of your head has been numbered. Don't be afraid. Now, how Jesus performed this miracle is told us took the man aside privately, put his fingers into his ears, spit, touched his tongue. Nothing sensational, private. How could Jesus do it? How could we restore his hearing? Because, as I said it before, he's the creator of the whole universe. He can do anything. He created the ear in the first place. But why did Jesus do the miracle? To show his compassion to the man, certainly. To prove once again that he truly was the Son of God, as he said he was? Absolutely. But the other reason why Jesus did this miracle was that he simply had to in order to fulfill centuries of promises, like the one that we read from Isaiah chapter 35. The eyes of the blind will be open, the ears of the deaf will be unplugged, and those who cannot speak will shout for joy. 
God promised to send someone to unplug ears and to loosen tongues. And he kept those promises, and God always keeps his promises. And if God kept his promises in the past, certainly we can bank on those promises for the future. To one day provide us finally with a home where all the disabilities are gone. Thing of the past. No more autologists. No more audiologists. No more ophthalmologists, oncologists, urologists, orthopedists, or dermatologists. They're all out of business. Finally, we come to the part of the words before us this morning that describe the response of the people to the miracle. It says that they were amazed. Their jaws dropped. Perhaps they gasped. No surgery was necessary. No stitches, no recuperation, no pills, no antibiotics. Instantly and completely, he could hear and speak. The people were amazed. They recognized that this was something totally out of the ordinary. But then we come to the sad part of the event. The people heard the words of Jesus, but they didn't listen, and they disobeyed. Jesus ordered the people not to tell anyone, but the more he ordered them, the more they spread the news. Jesus always meant what he said, and he said what he meant. And he said, don't tell, and he meant it. Because Jesus knew at this particular time, if the people went out and told, they would mess up the message. Because they were always saying, come and see the miracle worker, the miracle worker, the miracle worker, the miracle worker. The message Jesus wanted conveyed was, come and see your Savior and your Redeemer and your Creator. Listen to him about the only way to eternal life. You see, Jesus didn't come to earth to fix ears. He came to fix a broken relationship between God and his human creatures, a relationship which had deteriorated instantaneously in the Garden of Eden from love to hate because God hates the workers of unrighteousness. And the corrupt nature's attitude leads to death. This is so, St. Paul says, because the corrupt nature has a hostile attitude toward God. It refuses to place itself under the authority of God's standards because it can't. Without Jesus, God hates me, and all I can do is hate him back. And so Jesus came to perform the greatest miracle of all. To those people who wanted some more miracles of entertainment, Jesus said, the people of an evil and unfaithful era look for a miraculous sign, but the only sign they will get is the sign of the prophet Jonah. Just as Jonah was in the belly of a huge fish for three days and three nights, so the Son of Man will be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. And so Jesus comes to die to be punished for our sins, to lay in the grave for three days and to rise again to conquer death so that with sin punished, God can love us once again and in his forgiveness invite us to love him back. But on our own, we can't do that. Now, I don't want to be too facetious from the pulpit this morning, 
But there were four boys, first of all, in our family. We didn't always get along every day. Sometimes we got into fights, and one of the brothers would say, you can't boss me, can't tell me what to do. And then we'd say, well, just listen now. And then we'd put our fingers in our ears and say, I can't hear you, I can't hear you, I can't hear you. Because we didn't want to listen. Do you know that that's the way we're all born? Plugging our ears against God, not wanting to listen to Him. Scripture says, no ear heard, no mind has imagined the things that God has prepared for those who love Him. God has revealed those things to us by His Spirit. God sent His Holy Spirit into our existence to convey God's message to unplug us from spiritual deafness. And so, you see, we become just the opposite of the crowd that was around Jesus. Now that we know what the message really is, Jesus tells us, go out and tell everyone. Make disciples of all nations. Teach them everything that I have commanded you. Tell them everything that you have heard and seen. Don't hold it back because the message that you have is the right one. We hear a lot of talk today about recycling God reminds us today about the recycling of his word. He wants us to hear his word regularly so that it goes in our ear, into our brain, into our heart, and out again through our mouth. When it comes to his word, he wants us to hear it, to think about it, to believe it, and to tell others about it. He wants us to be like the disciples of old who said, no matter what, we can't stop talking about what we have heard and seen. And see, you and I have seen the miracle of Jonah. So there you have it. The miracle of the deaf mute. With this little piece of history, Jesus reminds us when in need... Seek him first. Lord, have mercy. Jesus also performs miracles to fulfill all the prophecies about him. And he did this miracle to remind us to listen to his directions. Because he always says what he means and means what he says. And so he tells us once again today, you go. You be my witnesses now to Jerusalem, to Judea, to Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. Go and tell. Tell them about the miracle worker. Tell them about the Savior and the Redeemer and the Creator. And God grant it for Jesus' sake. Amen. Please stand. Peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We confess our faith this morning with the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, who with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary 
and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We take this time to gather our tithes and our offerings and our connection cards. <laughs> 